Good evening. Welcome to this first Great Transformation session. Live from the Actilis building, the former building where people were led to employment, uh, in the centre of Brussels uh, at the Beursplein Place de la Bourse. My name is Joachim de Klerk. I'm um, one of the members of uh, a fabulous mission-driven team uh, of Architecture Workroom Brussels, a cultural innovation platform for the transformation of our living environment. And we are one of the initiators and also a bit the facilitator, the instigators of the Great Transformation 2020-2030. It's a societal initiative which we'll launch today uh, after a year of preparation with many people and we'll talk about this in the coming hour. But first, convening, preparing and moderating working sessions and debates is something that is in our blood, uh, you could say. Um, at least until one year and a half ago. Then came our addiction and a total overdose um, of Zoom, Link, Teams and other types of meetings and working sessions. So it is an incredible pleasure to finally take off our masks to a certain extent, metaphorically, but also literally, mm. um, and sit together around one table um, with, uh, with real people, which you can <laughs> see, who are not hiding their <laughs> facial expressions, but who can actually contribute, uh, Kuhn is already uh, <laughs> starting, uh, who can actually contribute and express what they are thinking, show that they doubt, show that they are convinced, and we're happy that this is uh, possible. Unfortunately, we can't yeah, extend this luxury to you. The auditorium is still empty. We apologize for this, uh, but it's not uh, our mistakes uh, in the first place. Uh, let's live with it for a little uh, more time. If you want to contribute to this conversation, uh, pose a question via Vimeo, which is uh, to be found if you click through from the homepage of thegreattransformation.eu, you can actually enter the chat and then enter questions. They will, uh, via uh, specific telepathic ways, uh, enter my head and I will try to bring them uh, into the conversation. Um, so far, the technical part. Um, after all, of us have done a negative COVID test. So this presentation, this conversation is COVID proof. Um, I'm happy and think we're all very positive, uh, contrary to the negative test, to start this uh, conversation. A very warm welcome to my, uh, my guest, Mieke de Bruyne, uh, TV maker, Koen Schoors, uh, economist, uh, Griet Zelen from the department of uh, the Flemish Land Company, um, and Felix, uh, Floris Alkemade, uh, architect, urbanist, and uh, the Dutch uh, government architect, Chief until government, yeah. uh, after the summer, if <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, exactly, uh, in September. September. Yeah, yeah. It's a table of people who do know, know each other, and I think this speaks for the great transformation. It's a, it's a working space, it's an environment in the middle between very different sectors. So I'm very curious to hear also from my, uh, uh, my guests uh, and from our guests, let's say, what motivates them? What brought them here? Uh, not the car, not the train and other things, but what are they expecting and what they, would they like to contribute? Floris, maybe I can start with you. Well, for me, it's clear. Uh, we have been collaborating in several locations already 2014 eh, on the Architectural Biennale of Rotterdam. Uh, the same for 2018 eh, when we were curating together with Leo van Broek. And um, to me, I'm always intrigued to, to, to find out what you're up to, uh, what's your next move, because I know how 
and taken you are by setting agendas and trying to set up collaborations and make the right moves. So I'm, uh, I'm here to learn. Okay, so yeah. I will tell you that it's not only me, but it's a broader coalition uh, that started to uh, work uh, together. That's great, we will go into that uh, in a moment. Kuhn, maybe? Yes, uh, well, I'm an economist, but for a long time I have been uh, personally interested in uh, things like cooperative energies, renewable energies, social economy, uh, ethical banking, and circular industry. And these are kind of, you could say, academic hobbies of me. Uh, I'm in, uh, in these organizations, on the boards, I write about this. And I believe, and I really think that at this moment, we have the global warming and we have corona, they are kind of coalescing into a perfect storm, which really creates a wind of opportunity. This is the time. We all know we, we need this transformation. We pretty much know what the direction is, what we need to do. And now there's a wind of opportunity actually to do it. People are ready. Governments are willing to invest, people are willing to move to change. So this is it. This is the moment. So let's sit together and try to change it. Great. Mieke, um, we talked about people. I think it comes yeah. close to you, your work as a TV maker with Wustenvis, going very close to yeah, where people are living, their daily practice. Indeed. Uh, Architecture Workroom asked me to interview people and organizations who are already working with the transition, who are trying to change things, farmers, people who are engaged in their neighborhood, also caretakers, and I come to tell what I learned from them. That's uh, interesting. So the, the perspective, so we're talking about the great transformation, but actually it's made up of many small transformations which you yes. already made portraits of. And Griet, I'm curious to hear uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm a very strong believer in cooperation because I think that in a cooperation of different kinds, different people that work together, get ins inspired by each other and uh, come up with new solutions. So I'm working in the open space platform already for 10 years, I, I believe. And uh, there's also a lot of proof that cooperation works. And uh, yeah, we, we have nice results in the open space platform and I hope the great transformation will be the next level of the open space platform. Great to, <laughs> to give us a little bit of ambitions <laughs> and uh, bring us to the next level. Bring us okay. to the next <laughs> level. Um, well, as I said, these four people, let's try to see if we can actually cross uh, our experiences and perspectives, let's say really from the ground, from the government, from an econo economist perspective with a strong interest and in naming this momentum. And as a government architect, uh, architect, uh, you're ac you actually have the experience of what transformation is before you entered mm. a dance with government. So we're very curious to hear also how you learned uh, things, how it works uh, to actually get things moving, mm. uh, and maybe also what design, imagination, uh, how it can be a propelling uh, force. But maybe first, a little bit of a, a start of our conversation. Um, the fact that you did not know each other beforehand, the fact that the Great Transformation is an environment where Mieke is working, where Grit is contributing, and also where Kuhn is uh, co-thinking of what the next strategies and projects uh, would be, is actually emblematic. It's, it's part of the premise of the Great uh, Transformation. I think over the past years, we've come to yeah, analyze and see that um, none of us alone, none of the societal actors alone, uh, not the economists, not the policymaker, not the architect urbanist, as genius he might find himself or others might find him. Mm. I'm not talking about you personally, uh, but that's <laughs> what uh, architects uh, are often uh, claimed uh, or often seen as architects. Mm. Um, 
um, not, so not economists, but also not us as an, as an innovation platform. We, we are looking at the changes we are uh, uh, talking about, contributing to, but finally we all observe that it's too big. You could say it's too big to take and to handle. Um, and especially if you add all the challenges. Uh, you mentioned already climate change, water and drought, uh, uh, rising of uh, temperatures. Uh, we talked about uh, food transition, open space, um, people in cities uh, making changes uh, in mobility systems and so on. All big, very big challenges. You could say it's a kind of lasagna, uh, an indigestible lasagna of big challenges hovering above our heads. Which also leads to a, a kind of reaction, you could say. It's, it's too much uh, to handle. And I think the great transformation, the hypothesis of the great transformation was, and it's a hypothesis we shared with many people, and suddenly it was something that was shared by those people. It's not an idea by one organization, but it's an environment uh, where people said, indeed, it would maybe generate a breakthrough if we could pool our knowledge, even if an economical perspective, an urbanist perspective, a governance perspective could be uh, combined. But that, of course, is uh, a hypothesis, and the Great Transformation is a project. We contributed and we worked over the past year uh, through exchanges with sociologists, anthropologists, economists, policymakers, architects, to say what, is the, what would this environment be, what it, would it need to do. And finally, today is the launch of, of a sort of infrastructure, you could say, an online infrastructure, but also a program of debates, of which this is the first one, the gr first Great Transformation session. Uh, I hope it's great fun uh, when we talk about Great Transformation. And uh, also, at the same time, an environment within which people can take initiative. People can combine their forces around new transversal projects. In French, it's a beautiful word, les grands chantiers, not the big projects of... Uh, the French presidents, mm -hmm. but maybe many small projects, uh, which we will come back to later, climate streets, food parks. These are things we know that are, let's say, are in the making, but could we accelerate this making? Could we find the kind of logic of uh, doing this? That is the question that yeah, is in fact uh, on the table and for which we will need both the perspective of government, of financing and economical logics uh, and so on. But if we find them, we can have a, a chain effect, a kind of uh, multiplicator effect. We are not talking about, ah, we are taking measures for economic purposes, or we're taking measures, measures for climate change. If we would realize these projects, maybe it works to actually yeah, accelerate things or take things uh, at street level um, uh, and at once. One street, changing one street is climate adaptation, mobility changes, and more public space and social interaction at the same time. This hypothesis of reversing the whole logic from thinking of big problems from the supra-local level to taking it to the street is actually the hypothesis of the great uh, transformation, which we will test tonight. Um, first question I would like to ask, or maybe start the conversation is, why are we stuck? So wh what is the need uh, for the great transformation? If you look at uh, everybody that is working on these transformations, we can't say there's a lack of energy, uh, there's a lack of commitment. There's of course a, a difficulty, but how would you look at this? Uh, maybe, Hrit, if you, if you look at this, challenges, um, why would we need another environment? Why would we need more collaborations? Can you maybe pick up what you said earlier and make it yes. more clear? Um, I will talk a little bit perhaps about water management and water quality, water uh, quantity. Uh, there are a lot of institutions in the Flemish government that are responsible to uh, manage the water, to uh, improve the water quality. And we had made a lot of legislations <laughs> 
we had made a, a lot of uh, measures uh, implement on the field. We had set up a lot of projects. But when we are <laughs> very sincere, we know that we are not uh, at track to achieve the goals we have to achieve. Mm -hmm. So we were looking and we, we were saying, yes, we have a lot of legislation, we have a lot of measures, what do we have to do? And in fact, we need a lot of changes on the field. A lot of owners, a lot of farmers who has to take little uh, adaptations to their own field. And that in a, in a, a coherent way, so that there is an impact on the water system level. So we need a cooperation between farmers, owners, water managers, local authorities. So what was in our mind is to complement our classic solutions with an approach on the field that local owners, local farmers would cooperate together and take measures on their own fields uh, on, on the level of the water system. So that was our thinking. And we joined forces. We couldn't do it alone within the Flemish Land Agency. We, they couldn't do it alone in the Flemish uh, Agency for uh, Environment. So we searched cooperations between uh, nine Flemish uh, actors. And we uh, joined our, our funds, our instruments, our approaches, our knowledge. And instead of implementing the program ourselves, we looked for local coalitions of farmers, uh, water managers, local authorities to cooperate together and to implement measures in their own region. Um, and ownership is very important. So we launched a call and we now 14 coalitions are working together on the field and they are owner of their own water measures they, they take in their region. So the ownership is very important and um, there are 14 local coalitions working together mm. in their own region and they are very glad because they get support from the uh, program team the, the eight uh, parties in Flanders that work together but they are also learn learning and perhaps much more from each other so they are looking <laughs> at at uh, the other coalition what are you doing and how are you doing it and what measure do, do you take and they learn perhaps a, a lot more <laughs> from each other than from the program team so um so you're actually saying that the the why is actually because you s you sense that you are contributing to challenges and that others are also willing to contribute to challenges but that you need a new environment to actually mobilize and connect these capacities yes, and forces. Yes, that's true. L legislation and, and more, yeah, the, the standard solutions <laughs> we have come up with didn't, um, weren't enough to achieve our goals. So we had to, uh, yeah, aanboden. Yeah, to unleash, you could uh, say. To unleash the, the local dynamics, because we know there are a lot of actors, farmers, owners, who want to act and they didn't feel how they could act. So we offered the program so they could act uh, on their own field uh, on the water system. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was the necessary step we had to, uh, we had to make mm -hmm. to come to, uh, to achieve our goals, in fact. Yeah. And could, how do you look at this from an economic point of view in the sense that 
Yeah, it's not that we were doing mm -hmm. uh, badly economically before COVID. Uh, now, with all the measures, uh, there's a, we're on track to recover to the... So the, the stock exchanges are sometimes doing well, sometimes a bit less. Yeah. But why do you think there's a... Fr from water challenge, that's a climate change issue, yeah. that we need to act there is super clear. But from your perspective, from an economic point of view, how, you, how do you deal with... How do you look at this? I Why do we need another space to uh, collaborate? Yes, so I, I think the whole idea of uh, economic freelance and just uh, getting the economic machine running again is a stupid idea. It, it suggests that uh, the car has uh, stopped and we just need to push it and it will be running again. But that's not the point. The point is that the engine is broken. Mm -hmm. We need a new engine. So it's not enough just to put money in there and just, ah, it's running again, business as usual. No, 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 we don't want that. We want a new engine, new kind of car. A better car, and we nobody can do that on its own, and the government can do it on its own because it can make frameworks. But you need also people uh, that take property, that take ownership, that give examples, that 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 lead, and that by leading show other people what to do, and that you can only do in a coalition. You have to bring people together, exchange ideas, find these examples, help them, and they inspire others, and then it becomes like a positive infection almost instead mm. of corona a negative one it really inspired people with ideas and good examples so you, you said it's not going to be a big thing on the wall of uh, the Ghent university until last year there was a big blue saying the next big thing is a lot of small things that's exactly the point we, we need a lot of small things everywhere and that that is the next big thing so not mm. the government uh, you have to do this no, all, all of us together and and therefore we need to talk sit together inspire each other and create the right frameworks as a government. Mm. Yeah. But, but would you say, is this efficient? I can show you an image of, uh, of the, the group. <laughs> uh, I think yes. you were maybe not present there, or you are. I don't no, know. I'm <laughs> in the, the corner of it. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Hair, uh, <laughs> you're in the cellar. Pre-corona. Uh, pre uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pre-corona, yeah. Pre-hairdresser, you mean. I was clocked up by my wife in the cellar, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is, this is a, a group, part of the group, that actually contributed over the past year um, uh, in the digital way. And so yes. we did not never have the luxury to meet each other. Um, but it contributed. But it's also, it's also difficult. So you're, you're now saying it's the only way. Yes. But mm -hmm. to combine forces is also, many people would say, if I ask uh, my parents, in, or if I ask many other people in government, but also yeah. in architecture practices, and whew, it's quite difficult to, to try to understand each other's language. So. Yeah. How do you do that? How Everything that has value needs to have friction. Things that come easy are usually pretty worthless. Uh, uh, if, if you don't have to do an effort for it and w walk for it, uh, go into a process together, there's no interaction and nothing new will uh, happen. So to have a real interaction, to inspire each other, you, you need friction. You need people to talk, say, I don't understand you, and fight a little bit and say that again. No, I don't agree. And from, from the friction arise new things. The shock des idées jaillit la lumière. So you need some kind of shock, you need some friction. You don't need things to be too easy, but it shouldn't be a big fight all over. So <laughs> it's, it's just conflicting all these things to inspire each other and to walk a path together. And so yeah. I think we need yeah. this. Yeah. Can you give an example maybe where, where uh, you see this friction landing in concrete environments where these many small things start to add uh, up maybe? L l let me give you an example from uh, the whole idea of energy communities or energy neighborhoods. So you could say the whole energy problem is a big uh, central problem. The government needs to solve it by nuclear or some big system. I'm saying no, it's all the, all the people that need to do things. 
Uh, everybody can isolate their homes. Everybody can put solar cells. Everybody can have batteries. But everybody can. No, we can't. It's too difficult. It's too expensive. So we need to design a system that, that brings people along and that makes that happen. So how could you do that? You could, for example, make some kind of uh, cooperative uh, that people bring money together and then neighborhood by neighborhood with the local neighborhood people you could go home by home and say to people can I have a look okay uh, you could here do this and this and this okay I don't want to do it yeah but you don't need to do anything yeah but I will need to pay no you don't need to pay we will isolate uh, we will put solar cells we will this and this and you don't need to pay we, we will pre-finance it and you just need to sign and we will do it for you how we will pay it or we can pay it in many ways one way is you could say okay you're going to use in the future less energy, less water, less heating. So you're going to pay less electricity, less gas, less all of that. So you know what? You can keep paying your, your bill as you do now for five years. Uh, and that will repay back the pre-financing we did. So, so there you combine actually nearly a, so a social approach going into the yes. neighborhood with an economic logical a technical solution yes so you're you're mixing things which is you're mixing ma ma many small things are which, big thing. yes. which minister would be able to decide this uh, i don't know but, but but we don't need a minister to do that it's a cooperative we don't need a minister to do that actually in Ghent is doing that at a small level as we speak in Ghent. In Ghent but yeah. you can do it on a, on, a, on a big level and if you do it neighbor by neighbor it becomes cheap because i said in one one home is, is expensive. They have, to, they have to drive, organize something, and then for one home. But if you have 50 homes in a neighborhood, or 100, and then the next one, you can make framework agreements with companies that do the actual thing. It's going to be a lot cheaper. You could also say to local companies, you know what? If I can isolate this house and put solar cells, they will save carbon dioxide. Wha what if I give you a certificate? You want to be net zero, but for some reason you can't because of the nature of your production. And but you really want to contribute. You know what? You can pay something to help this, to help us isolate that, that home. And so poor people who don't have the money or sometimes not the, the, the drive or the organizational skills or to do it, in the moment we, we or take care of all of it in, in one approach. And if, mm -hmm. if you get that going, it's like a flywheel. It's like, yeah. And people see, oh, you talk to your neighbor at the pub, and they say, yeah, I did it. That's fine. I mean, it's great. Uh, oh. Maybe I should do too, and that's ho how it spreads. So it's, uh, instead of summing up all the difficulties, create a, a neighborhood community-based approach. Go home by home with people that, that have success stories and make it happen. And, 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 and it will make not only climatological sense, but also economic sense if you do it. So, so this is an example how many small things, well-coordinated, well-organized, with ideas from people all in the group, could really work. And, and change communities, and if communities change, you change cities and countries and the world in the end. So, yeah. That's a, the challenge is not not getting smaller in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, it's not that I expected uh, <laughs> expected this, but what you clearly said is that it's actually starting from the perspective or connecting to the perspective of people, their drive, their aspirations yes. in their street, in their neighborhood. Yes. Um, and that's exactly also what you what you've when to document. That's um, what I discovered also. Because when you say the next big thing is a lot of small things, when I, when I started my research, I found a lot of people, organizations who are so driven. And sometimes I wondered why don't they all work together because maybe they can reach more, reach more people. And you have a lot of similar organizations in Ghent, but also in Brussels who are doing the same, but after a while I noticed, no, it's better that they are 
stay small because then they are more flexible. They can respond to the needs of their communities, of the people who live there, because sometimes it's very different what people in Ghent want and people want in Saint-Gilles or yeah. Scherbeek. Yeah. It's so different and you really have to know the community and what people ask for or you are like working above the heads. That's why organizations and initiatives from bottom up always will work so much better than top down. So I... It matches exactly what yeah. Grit was also mm. explaining. Eh, that, uh, Completely. Yes, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, but they also said, many local actors said, we are waiting for the yeah. the mm. system to provide space for us. Yeah, and, uh, mm. and um, a framework and also a possibility to like um, yeah, legal framework in some cases, yeah. if we talk about commons, if we talk about agriculture and things like that. But what I also noticed, uh, for example, I interviewed a caregiver who is working with uh, foster youth and he um, works in a house with girls uh, who live there. And his, great fr his big frustration was like, I we are under the Department of Welfare, but why can we not connect with um, environment or agriculture? Because I have girls, they are following mm -hmm. hippotherapy with horses, and it's so stupid because now she has to pay a therapist, but here in the village, you have so many farmers. How can I organize that my girls go to work on the farm and learn and create a network with his frustration is that it was so difficult to organize. The same with being in nature. It's like they are sometimes, a lot of people, the frustration is that they are like working on an island and it's not that they want to be bigger, they want to extend their network and have like a crossover with other fields and niches. Mm -hmm. And that's a frustration that I encountered a lot of times. So that there's no space to to actually start that collaboration voilà. in, uh, on the right mm. level, which is actually, mm. um, which also, let's say, explains to a certain sense why everybody was motivated to jump uh, into this space of the great transformation. We've heard uh, from from the street, uh, from <coughs> very concrete examples, portraits actually that will be on the uh, online platform up till uh, global solving global issues. And uh, the next big thing will be a lot of small things. Um, the great transformation is about transforming our living environment in order to reach other goals, uh, you could say, and doing that uh, in new types of coalitions because otherwise we're stuck. Um, the Netherlands, uh, Floris, um, I know you're from the most southern part, so nearly Belgian part of yeah, the yeah, Netherlands, yeah, yeah. Uh, the province of, of North Brabant, um, uh, but at the same time you've, you're the, the Dutch government architect. The Netherlands is famous for its capacity to, to really transform um, uh, things. Mm. I remember a text that was written by um, the advisor uh, for uh, for city and infrastructure, I think, the new mm. one, um, Wouter, Wouter uh, Veldhuis, yeah. who wrote, we, we are so specialized that we are so stuck in our specialization. Mm. Mm. We need to have more area-specific uh, approaches and a text of last week, I think. Yeah. I, I wonder, do you recognize what we are saying here or do you say, I see hopes and I also may maybe see see examples where we break through this, this lock-in uh, with very different uh, stakeholders. 
Yeah, I definitely see a lot of examples. And um, like Kuni is saying, uh, we had a moment where things are going in the right way, I think. Everybody is conscious that things do have to change. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically, as a chief government architect, I meet so many people, so many organizations. And basically, I cannot otherwise say then that everybody is dreaming of a better world and trying to find a way to, to do it. The thing is that it asks for change and people generally are afraid of change when they do not know what is coming or what the impact is. So you need to provide models, you need to provide uh, a way of change that people can recognize that it works. And in the end, um, indeed, it is complicated, but it is complicated uh, if you work on one field alone. And, um, <coughs> that is, of course, our culture. We are very specialized, and uh, for a good reason. It brought us a lot of welfare, it brought us a lot of success. But now we reach the point where things are becoming so interdependent that you cannot have a specialism without damaging the other ones. And in the end, then, the system breaks. Mm -hmm. And we are at that point, and uh, collaboration is the only survival uh, we, we can face. And that is good news. It means that all of a sudden we, we lose uh, uh, this, this autism of working on your own corner mm -hmm. and uh, to be forced to work together, it, it's great. It's what everybody's longing for. But we need to find the models. We need to experiment. We need the power of imagination to, to show, okay, but what can we do? Yeah. And uh, in the Netherlands, we, we produced at one moment uh, the Panorama Netherlands, uh, a kind of future vision, basically telling people, okay... It was literally a panorama, can you yeah, maybe yeah, describe it? Yeah, it? Uh, it is uh, literally a panorama, I think it's slide uh, 11, um, where we uh, showed, the, uh, this is the panorama, uh, uh, um, where we showed a kind of, okay, what would the Netherlands look like in 20, 30 years from now? if we have all these big questions answered in the right way. Yeah. And what we show is, uh, well, it still will be very recognizable. Yeah. And uh, you see a lot of things you gain, a lot of quality of life, better air, better water, better uh, income. And the fact that we made it as a, as a real panorama and, and it traveled around in the Netherlands, eh? it was in initially, think, for one year traveling. Uh, we're traveling already for two years now, always combining it with debates. Uh, and it's a great matter because people do long for a better future. And if you sell, tell them what role they can play, everybody's willing to take responsibility. So there you, there you go. So clear, clear need for models, but mm. also for revealing the fact that the changes we're talking about are not drastic mm. Uh, changes or radical changes to a different world. It's actually more of a they quality they jump. They might be radical, but they're not radical losses. They're radical gains. And that's the story we that's need to tell. That's a crucial uh, yeah. element. I'd like to go um, to, the, to the next topic with the, with the, the group that you just saw um, um, uh, in, the, in the typical uh, Teams uh, overview uh, image. We, we did an, a similar exercise, you could say. We, we, we brought together the different expertises. People were talking about uh, labor markets, about economy. Other people were talking about the social inclusion and social problems, uh, health problems. Still other problems were talking, uh, other problems were not talking. Other <laughs> people were talking about uh, the challenges we face with climate change, but always everybody also looking at the dynamics. And so what was then explored is could we name 
projects that, that integrate several uh, pro projects at the same time. Eh? Uh, future places, we call them on the, on the online platform, mm -hmm. as an invitation, as a kind of yeah. envisioning. It's, you could place them in a panorama, eh? I think. Mm -hmm. It would not look immediately like uh, um, eh? they, they are depicted in this uh, animation. C could we build these future places? Eh? Could we build uh, energy districts? They're also all hanging uh, around us uh, here. Uh, affordable dwellings, um, energy neighborhoods, climate streets. I think that that's an important exercise we did over the past years because to a certain extent, yeah, from a, it, it fits in everything you could say, eh, in governmental, governmental policy papers, it fits in with local initia initiatives and experience that is being built up. It also fits uh, and responds to the different challenges. And, and I'm curious, uh, can you mm. recognize these types of uh, operations? There's also visualizations, yeah. mini narratives about this. The website presents, uh, will present uh, as of next week and every next week mm. will present also best practices um, together with this as an attempt to mobilize uh, uh, people, eh? flow collectors. We can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. mobility changes, but we need actually the new, the new points where we can charge uh, cars and, and swap from electric uh, cars to shared bicycles to and so on. So can you imagine these types of new projects to be mobilizing also? D do you recognize this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, 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 what we always try to do is tell stories uh, to create what we call a collective longing for change. Eh? And uh, to show, okay, but we can do this. Eh? And the more concrete these projects are that people really can, yeah. can link to and say, okay, but this is not something which is abstract or which is about the planet. This mm -hmm. is about an immediate improvement of my own neighborhood, of my own lifestyle. And uh, if that makes people uh, feel like they're contributing, uh, then, they can then, step in. then they can step in. Uh, and like I said, people are longing to, to work uh, for the better cause. And yeah. uh, you need to provide them with uh, ways to do it. And I think uh, these kind of possibilities are very good. Also the fact that you have at Chantier, yeah, the, the, the building, yeah, people, once they start to build, especially the Flemish people, of course, they all want to build. Yeah. It's about <laughs> dreaming. It's yeah. about making things better. The Belgian brick better. in the stomach, uh, we <laughs> yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the brick, uh, yeah. I, I know you, you love the bricks in, in, in Belgium. I think, I think yeah. it's uh, these 10 uh, Grand Chantier, these 10, uh, well, big transformations composed of many small ones. You, you also did a lot of experiments with this, eh? a bit similar to what Griet was describing, mm. also what um, uh, Kuhn was describing, uh, a logic, a framework within, within which many local experiments can take place. Yeah. Can you maybe give an example of those? Uh, now we, we try to have every year a big competition or a big uh, research in which we uh, combine uh, the talent of good designers with another discipline. Uh, like we did a big competition on who cares, like uh, how can we do caregiving in our neighborhoods? And we forced architects to work together with caregivers to make a plan. Eh? We had uh, Bread and Games, uh, another competition where we forced designers to work with farmers. <laughs> and a designer who can convince a farmer what to do with his soil, he has a good story. Yeah? And, uh, and so we always try to have real projects in real neighborhoods, yeah. working in coalitions. and. Um, so that uh, the big story we tell always can be related to what we do here and now. Yeah. And, um, and how, do you yeah. how do you move beyond, uh, did it succeed? Did it work to move beyond the seven or the 10 or the five fantastic experimental mm. projects, a kind of laboratory to, to throw it back to the system, to the, I think to the, so. to the framework? It, it takes time and it's, it's, it's very, very tough huh? to, to, to have radical changes is tough. Huh? And 
I always tell the teams, uh, if you are confronted with a, a blockade, with a barriere, don't step back, eh, but that's the moment to push, because eh, there where you are feeling, okay, we can no longer develop, that is the thing that needs to change. Eh? And there we try to help them. And uh, so we have coalitions to step in, to call uh, the elder man, to call the mayor, to make sure things are happening. And uh, But it's tough. It takes time, it takes conviction, it takes uh, endurance, uh, perseverance, and, um, but it's so much fun. And mm. uh, that's also part of what we should tell. Eh? It's, it's nice to work on projects that do things radical better in a better way. And it's also, y you can say that it was nice to do it because you also had the opportunity to play this, yeah, this brokering role, you could say. Eh? So no. this, this now you have the opportunity if you take the opportunity. Huh? That's, I that think, a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, typifies, yes. I think, also the great transformation. Uh, yes. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, great. Thank you for this, uh, this testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm curious because also, uh, Grit, mm -hmm. uh, you talk from the point of view of the government. I think what you said uh, earlier on is that yeah, sometimes people ask for legislations for environments that give them space mm -hmm. um, because what you do is this, the, the competitions are, are excep exceptional spaces, you could say. Mm -hmm. So how to make this more into a structural uh, logic. Mm -hmm. But maybe we, before we continue uh, in, in thinking about the, a structural or systemic approach, it's it's moment, moment maybe to, to really go uh, onto the street uh, and to watch one of the... Um, uh, portraits uh, that Mickey you made. It's a portrait of um, Koen Wijnands of Commons Lab uh, Antwerp. Um, maybe you can say something about it. What was so remarkable for you about it? Um, so yeah, you, you know what Commons are. He mm -hmm. explains what Commons are. Uh, and the thing was that he um, talks about the lack of a legal framework because mm. sometimes they are, like in this case, they are working with rain barrels, mm. but they also have a communal, gard a communal garden and a place it's a little bit illegal. And that's for them, it's like very mm. difficult because they don't know, can we stay here? Is it okay that we do this? Um, so he was, a defender of commons, but he was asking for a legal framework. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. for him something necessary to what Kuhn says, you have different commons and then it rolls out and out and out and you have always the flywheel. commons, but you, you need <laughs> the framework to do yeah. it. That's what he is Let's saying. maybe uh, watch this uh, uh, portrait. Commons Lab is eigenlijk een burgerinitiatief dat begin 2018 is opgestart. Gewoon in plaats van te blijven aandringen bij de stad van ja, jullie moeten eigenlijk anders beleid voeren, zijn we eigenlijk meer ons gaan, ja, onze focus gaan verschuiven op burgercollectieven die eigenlijk te ondersteunen en te versterken. Dat is de meest gestelde vraag. Uh, wat zijn Commons? Uh, je hebt eigenlijk drie um, ingrediënten. Je hebt altijd een collectief van mensen die samen een bepaald goed gebruiken of delen en die maken daar eigenlijk een derde afspraken over van wie mag wat, wanneer, hoeveel gebruiken. 
Een paar jaar geleden hadden wij het eerste experiment rond klimaatadaptatie in Antwerpen. Op het centrale plein in Sint-Andries hebben we eigenlijk gewoon aan één voorgevel een regenton geïnstalleerd. Het regenwater dat uit de lucht komt en dat van iedereen is, hebben we eigenlijk opgevangen. En nu kunnen eigenlijk de buurbewoners in Sint-Andries aan dat plein kunnen eigenlijk gebruik maken van dat regenwater. Nu, die ton is niet zo groot, dat was maar een vijftigtal liter. Dus je moet afspraken maken van ja, wie mag hoeveel water per dag gebruiken. Eigenlijk hebben we daar onbewust een common gecreëerd. Toen, ja, toen wisten we dat eigenlijk nog niet dat dat common of een common was. En achteraf zijn we dan tot de constatatie gekomen, ah, tja, dat, dat was eigenlijk een heel simpele oplossing. En dat kunnen we eigenlijk als burgers perfect ook overal doen. In de middeleeuwen. Ja, was er heel veel gemeengoed, uh, werd heel veel gedeeld, gebruikt ook. Uh, maar eigenlijk is dat een beetje uit onze cultuur verdwenen. Uh, zeker uh, ja, in de 19e eeuw ja, is dat eigenlijk allemaal verdwenen en is alles geprivatiseerd of uh, beheerd door de overheid. Uh, maar eigenlijk het idee dat burgers ook samen dingen kunnen gaan beheren, zonder dat ze eigenaar zijn van iets, uh, ja, dat kan eigenlijk ook prima werken. Vorig jaar hebben we eigenlijk een eerste groepsaankoop van regentonnen georganiseerd. We hebben eigenlijk allemaal in Antwerpen mensen opgeroepen om eigenlijk ook van die geveltonnen te installeren. Dus dat is in de publieke ruimte. En zo maken we eigenlijk ook meer Antwerpenaren bewust van tjai, we moeten op een andere manier met ons regenwater en met in het algemeen met onze resources omgaan. We moeten dat recupereren en wij als burger kunnen daar ook een grote fundamentele rol in opnemen. En ja, dat was een gigantisch succes. Antwerpenaren waren dol enthousiast. Ik moet ook zeggen, ja, je komt met heel veel drempels in aanraking als je initiatief wilt nemen. We zitten hier in publieke ruimte, in onze gemeenschapstuin in Antwerpen-Noord. Al zes, zeven jaar, we hebben eigenlijk nog altijd geen toelating. Dus eigenlijk zitten we hier in illegaliteit uh, te werken. Daarom pleiten we eigenlijk ook voor een nieuwe wetgeving om dat soort commons-initiatieven ook mogelijk te maken. Want eigenlijk moet je, ja, Brustig het recht geven om te commenen, om resources terug opnieuw te claimen, om die ook te delen met andere mensen. En enfin, met zo'n één regenton, dat weten we natuurlijk ook dat dat geen structurele oplossing is. Maar ik geloof heel hard in die hoeveelheid aan, aan kleine oplossingen overal. Uh, maar het is wel belangrijk dat, dat we die ook gaan verbinden met elkaar. En dan kunnen dat eigenlijk grote oplossingen worden. Um, en dan kunnen we echt gaan opschalen. Great, uh, great example. Um, Common Slap is eigenlijk een... The, the movie with subtitles will be uh, on the website um, for those who would like to uh, see it later on um, and could not understand the, I would call it Dutch, but it's really Antwerp, of course, <laughs> uh, <laughs> slang. Incomprehensible. Uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> like people would say about Ghent or... Uh, but I think the most remarkable thing is that it gives a perspective a portrait, a, a discovery of a person, of what the power is of, of mobilizing people to, to, to buy the rainwater barrels uh, or, mm. or tonnen, um, and to see that this actually starts to fly uh, and, and provoke a change. At the same time, yeah, the city is making a plan, a climate adaptation plan, and in fact it's fantastic how the, the two could, mm. could fit into, into one another, yeah. but they, they don't, don't yet. Mm. They don't, and they try to talk, and the city... That is also what he's telling, that, yeah, they wait and they wait and mm. they wait and the city wants to choose the rain barrels, that they are all look, uh, look alike mm. because they don't want the cacophony of different mm. rain barrels. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't come and they have they decide okay let's do it and they do it mm -hmm. and that's also if you talk about imagination that's what i discovered people have so much um, imagination they come up with uh, rain barrels they come up with communal gardens they mm -hmm. come up with pose midi mm -hmm. the car free streets and what I learned is instead of debating and talking about mm. it, cars, no cars, rain barrels, no rain barrels, if you start debating, there's always that polarization mm -hmm. and everybody who is shouting from his own point of view. Yeah. But if you do it, yeah. it's happening mm. and yeah. people see it and yeah. then mm. it starts. And yeah. that was so beautiful. Here uh, in Antwerp, but also in Saint-Gel, you have a street and you decide this summer no cars. And there are a lot mm. of people who are saying, what, no car? And where will I park my car? But then mm. they start doing it mm. and the mothers come out with their children and they start cooking mm. together. And people discover, mm. oh, that's Respect. how my street <laughs> can yeah. look like. And that's how you change people's minds, I yeah. think, much more... It's funny that you say that, because you're, yeah, you're working on a daily basis in the media. Yes. <laughs> I think we can say, if you would not attack or reproach me for that, that to a certain extent, polarization is, is a typical trait. Uh, it's, it's nearly what makes the media. Eh? Uh, not what I do. It's not <laughs> what you do, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. But, but I'm curious how it influenced you, making these portraits, mm. eh? uh, more in general terms. So wha oh, what did you learn uh, from, from doing this? Because you are on a daily basis, you made TV programs, The Class, you made other uh, programs, which is always linked to how people experience and what their daily lives are. But what does this change for you? Oh, it gave me so much hope because there are so many people and there's so many knowledge and there are so yeah, there's such a great enthusiasm to change things and when you start researching, it's yeah, it's such mm. a discovery. All those mm. little small projects who are inspiring each mm -hmm. other. The my main concern is how do we make it inclusive? How do we mm. make it not only white middle class? Mm -hmm. And how do we yeah, make it happen with everybody? And that's by listening. And that's what will m sometimes it will make things go slowlier because you have to listen and, and take and yeah, listen to all those points mm -hmm. of view. But that's my main concern. How do we make it for everybody? I think that's the most mm. difficult thing. But, 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 but so sometimes you'll be surprised. So if you think about electric mobility, look around. I, I live in a very mixed neighborhood in Ghent, and the electric scooters and steps, they are everywhere. Not only with the uh, rich white middle class, not at all, on the country maybe. Mm. So, so everybody can be inspired and take initiative and, and, and start with new things that, that are exemplary, actually. Uh, and uh, and all the pizza guys who are running around are now running out on electric uh, mm. motorcycles, not the uh, not the old <laughs> ones, but the uh, <laughs> ones that are actually silent and and uh, and clean. So so I, I would say any community, uh, no matter what the origin is, they can come up with new ideas and and they can change and they can uh, change their behavior 
and inspire others. And it can, it can go in both ways. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I, I share your concern about let's not be like paternalistic and say yeah. you have to change. Mm. But I'm very hopeful that they could actually inspire change in many mm. cases also. So but there is a lot of energy, positive energy, when, when people can take their future in their own hands and can take action them themselves. And in, in the beginning, we thought, yeah, when we launched our first call, oh, we would be glad if 10 coalitions will participate. But 44 coalitions did a proposal to they wanted to participate with water measures in their own region so that was a huge success we could only uh, provi provide support for 14 coalitions now we could launch a second call and uh, we are very curious how many uh, interest there will be but uh, people are calling and calling and uh, oh and we are busy to make a coalition mm. and <laughs> And is there a third call? Because perhaps we don't achieve to to reach the, the deadline now, but can we prepare for the third call? So you you uh, feel a lot of energy, positive yeah. energy, when people mm. can take their future in their because own hands. Because they start hands. also organizing for this yes. environment yes. There, there is yes. to, to there self. There is a framework, so they yeah. can prepare for it, and they can either they, they know either there's something coming up, and I can receive money for it, and okay, and then they start thinking what measures and who uh, has to work together mm -hmm. with who, and then they put uh, uh, people on the same table and no, next exactly starts. The, the good thing is that uh, the civilians they can work outside the, the governmental systems because uh, the systems collectively fail uh, when it comes to this local skill and. People see opportunities, they see what they want, they see what is logic, and if they simply act, things are happening. Eh? And that is, I think, very promising to see. Yeah. And I love this uh, guerrilla garden, <laughs> where people yeah. simply do it. Eh? Yeah. And, uh, it's our town, yeah. it's our community, it's our life. Eh? It's and an interplay, yeah? so, so yeah. governments, they, they don't exist in a vacuum. Uh, mm. They mm. see things changing. They say, "Oh, maybe I need to change this framework," and, and then people react to it, and then, mm. "Oh, that works." <laughs> and then, so it's 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 an no. uh, it goes together. So and and no one can do it without the other. If people only take initiatives, but there's no framework supporting it, it, it mm. will be seat on on the rocks. Mm. But if mm. the government creates frameworks, but nobody reacts to it, it's like it's like a balloon in the air. It's a so, so the you need to come together. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's very important that uh, mm. and, and and governments should ins be inspired by people, but mm. uh, but then create frameworks and then inspire people. Uh, mm. uh, uh, and, and and that people inspire each other and uh, it's uh, that's mm. how it works I think you cannot do it all by yourself and you cannot do it as citizens without government or as government without your citizens yeah. you mm. need to bring it together. That's true. And I think that's. Uh, that's probably why why we. I was just going to say, but then you started to talking about the interplay. I, I, this is too hopeful. Uh, this is too too much <laughs> positive news, yeah. because in fact mm. we see that there's also a kind of uh, the, the the you could say the the anger to a certain extent that started that kicked off the great transformation as a mm. as a collective mm -hmm. uh, effort is that that yeah the experiments that we see are promising. They require enormous energy, often going against mm. systems, but mm. they yeah, they don't have that framework. And that, on the other hand, and I think maybe it's also the perspective you, you gave, eh? um, it takes quite a lot of effort to start working together transversally mm -hmm. yes. in governments uh, to enable or to give an environment to, to those. Yes. So there's also a lot of work if I... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because yeah. It, it might yeah. seem for the people at home that <laughs> they can crazy. remain in their couch. No, 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 no
Yeah. Without energy, nothing, nothing happens all by itself. A democracy is an organized friction. Uh, and uh, uh, transformation is, ev is even worse. <laughs> because, because all of us, you said at the beginning, all of us, in the end, as social animals, we prefer that things just stay as they are. Because that's what we know. We don't need to adapt. No cost of new information, new ways of doing things. Easy. And, uh, changing, first you have to, to mm. imagine you could change. Then you have to talk to others about that imagination, and then you have to make it happen. And that, that takes energy. But if it works, it also brings you energy. And, mm. and uh, if that moment happens, then magic happens. Then yes. things all at once. Shoo. So uh, I see at some points now, you s we see to start that magic. Mm. You see people doing things, you see governments understanding it, changing frameworks, and then you see, you see it spreading like a fire. Mm. And what should we do to do this? Because you talked also about, I see in Ghent and in Antwerp, I see also farmers there, farmers here. That's also what you said doing nearly the same thing, so mostly they are in their corner or in their location, not connected. So with, the, with this uh, drawing and the, the kind of process scheme of the Great Transformation 2020-2030, can we realize 100 energy districts uh, by, one, by 2030? Can we realize uh, how many food parks by, uh, mm -hmm. by 2030? The, 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 the departure point that the group actually established is mm. let's assemble, connect the different expertise. Yeah, and look across the wall and not um, stay in your cubicle like food park or energy yeah. mm. Mm. neighborhoods. Mm. But it's all, mm. everything is connected because if you talk about water, you talk about agriculture, you talk about climate change, mm. but also like, um, yeah, if you talk about loneliness, you talk about care, you talk about working, you talk about nature, so Housing I think it all has to connect more and yeah. now it's so so easy to work in your department. I think that's also something that asks a lot of energy and daring to do it. And talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors. So, uh, so uh, we just decided not, not to have a car, well to have a car in a sharing platform only. And we have four people at home that drive, okay, that's it. And just to say, ah, oh, and then getting, getting used to it. But then once, once it's there, it's actually very cool. Because if we need four cars, we can have four actually on the platform. And usually we don't need any. So usually <laughs> they're just standing. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah. And so then I start talking to people. This is great. You should try it. And then they say exactly all the same arguments I was saying myself to keep myself unhappy, actually. And then I said, look, I had the same argument, but it's actually, it's fantastic. Mm. You should try it. And, and, and it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to fucking save you money too. So, and you'll be a lot happier. So, so, uh, so we all have this conservatism. You all have to mm. kind of conquer it, basically burn it, destroy it, break out of it. And then once you've done it, you have to talk to other people. No, but indeed, mm. it begins with this awareness huh, of that things can be organized differently. But... In the end, it's also, of course, the government, uh, the systems itself that needs to adapt. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, simple regulations from the government can make a big change. Eh? Mm -hmm. If, for instance, uh, there is a small, strong CO2 tax, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you can chain react a completely different culture of building, of materializations, etc. Eh? And in that sense, all the government levels, all the different players in the field have to act and to react. And uh, that's what's happening. Uh, there's an official goal. Uh, by 2030 to reduce CO2 emissions by 55%. That means everybody who is not changing now will be too late in five or six years from now. 
So there's a kind of economic mm -hmm. necessity to change at this moment, and the government is not capable of it. So you need to come up from below in order to make sure that this is happening. Yeah. And uh, so play the game. It's it's an economic uh, necessity as well. Yeah, but how, how, how where, d where do we do this work to, to change? Eh? So mm. Because that, that's, I think, the question mm. that the Great Transformation tries to yeah. address. Let's say we observe, let's say the observations we make, there's readiness, there's also supra-local, let's say the, the yeah. challenge that hover above us, the goals that we set, the points on the horizon. But how do we make it happen? Eh? And so the feeling of, of, of economists, sociologists, people in government is that we need workspaces eh? and, and the great transformation yeah. is only an experiment trying to generate such a, such a workspace, trying to start with assembling expertise eh? as the scheme shows, imagine and provoke mm. the next breakthrough, see if we can design an acceleration strategy. That's more, more or less this framework. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. And then see if it works, learn by doing, and then accelerate. It's, an, it's a form of accompaniment, a learning environment also. Mm. Where, uh, but, but does this make sense? Can, can this work? Wh where are we making this transversal cooperation? Well, this is why we invented politics, right? <laughs> why we invented the government eh, to actually do what you are saying. And uh, what we see is that mm. they are not managing it yet. Eh? It's and what they lack is basically what I always say, this, this power of imagination. Eh? They cannot think beyond their own uh, systems. Eh? And so we need to provide them with, with, with more insights, with more possibilities. And I think that is what your, your, your operation now is trying to achieve, eh? to, to, to make sure that people start to recognize what the possibilities and what the necessities are. But it's fear, it's fear. That's, that mm. yeah. Politics is really, uh, and brings us to me, that's so much driven by fear nowadays. Mm. And fear sells so well. And so yeah. if you say yes, but if you do this, what maybe in the winter everything will fall apart because there's no there's no, going to be no heating in your home. Who? Why is the just to drive the all, all the electric cars? And you mm. they make people afraid well, well, instead of inspiring installing fear and, and the politics has to deal with it because they mm. have to be elected. So the first thing we need to do is once we have the imagination to imagine how it could work, how the system would work, explain to people, to people you know, start doing mm. it, take the fear away. Mm -hmm. If the fear mm. is away with the people that vote, mm. the fear will go away with the politicians because they will stop, hey, but there's actually, you see it now a little bit actually with electric yeah. cars. Mm -hmm. There was so much fear, people would not like, and now finally they jumped the hurdle and there will be some resistance. But, but very quickly they realized this is a winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a winner yeah. because there's the change we need. It brings uh, problems, but also lots of opportunities. Yeah. And, and that is with all these things. The change in the beginning is very, very, very difficult. Scary. And once it's moving, it will accelerate. Yeah. And, um, and that's the thing we are, we are witnessing. And of course, there's a mm -hmm. lot of forces uh, simply breaking, breaking, mm -hmm. breaking. Mm -hmm. But uh, we need for you for to... Uh, well, I think are we need all, all of it. Are invited to watch <laughs> the politicians? Are the politicians are all invited to watch and to, to, <laughs> to participate. Mm. Because that's, in, in fact, the, yeah. the idea of the great transformation is not to be against anyone, in fact, yeah. and, or to say the problem is mm. with you or it's your no, problem. No, no, to, to line mm. them up. It's huh? and to Make line them, them up and to yeah, see yeah, if we yeah. can start. Because that's actually where the hard work really start needs to happen. And if mm. we see the drought problem or if we see the energy transition, yeah. And that's where I think the observation of everybody was that we, we don't know yet completely how to make it socially inclusive. Yeah. We don't know yet how to do it neighborhood uh, for all the neighborhoods. Eh? The uh, uh, Energyville mm. calculated 100,000 uh, houses per year. Yeah. But I uh. think we need a lot of cooperation yeah. and a, a lot of individual measures, but, but joined together in a coherent way. 
So you need a lot of process capacity, mm -hmm. competences of people yeah. who can talk with other people and set up processes to let people work together. And that's something we have to invest in yeah. uh, to, to make the great transformation mm. achieve their goal. But 100,000 houses, not so much. Eh? <laughs> we have 11 million people. Eh? We have probably 5 million houses. But someone so that's has one in 50. Yeah, someone has to visit them. So and you're optimistic. Yeah, but uh, so this is the fear thing. Yeah. To make calculations, oh, it's so difficult, it's impossible, you're mm. never going to be able to pay it. And then you create this idea of Sisyphus, right? You're going to push it on the mountain, it's going to roll back over us, and again, ah, oh, again, I'll be elected. But it, that's not how it works. You're going to have to roll the ball up the hill, and it will actually go over the top. Yeah, it will and roll go to up the, the other side. Itself. Yes, yeah. you <laughs> just need to push it high enough. That's what will happen. Yeah. So don't be afraid that oh, it's going to roll over me. Just push a bit harder, and, and it's going to go to the right direction. That's Pushing harder. Yes, Great definition of the word that happens. <laughs> <so> <laughs> d d don't yeah. list all the problems. Think in terms of imagination and in terms of solutions. How should we start? Hmm. And not say, oh, it's going to be so hard. And oh, within 50, there's so many billions. How do we do that? How do we do that? And instead of talking about what we. The, the, we are the whole time talking about what we will lose, but we will gain so much, and that's the fear of losing things. But mm. I am in a problem uh, as so a moderator because I thought <laughs> to have a conversation between very different perspectives, <laughs> <laughs> but you are becoming so homogenic, <laughs> uh, so, so strong together that, uh, uh. that I, I, my job is uh, nearly useless uh, <laughs> as a moderator. So I, I thank you, I thank you for that. I, I, as I also asked uh, you when you wanted to, to maybe bring an, an object. Um, that, that, that inspires you or that can maybe help you to actually uh, add a point. I, I know that, uh, Grit, you, you yes. have a little I box uh, on the something table. Something uh, in here. I like to do long walks, and during uh, those walks, I take lots and lots of pictures because <laughs> I'm one of those crazy uh, hobby photographers. But sometimes I see things, little things, and I take them home because I like them. And one of those things is in this box. Very small. Is it dangerous? No, it's not <laughs> dangerous. Oh, I have to be careful because ah. th this is the object. <laughs> there oh, three. Yeah, okay. Three objects. No, it's ah, one yeah. object. Ah. Yeah. It's uh, you know all uh, you know this. An helicopter. Yeah. That's yeah. how you call it. <laughs> That's how we call it. <laughs> it's a seat of a tree. Uh, I picked it up because I like the form. It's beautiful shape. The design is wonderful, but it's also ingenious because. Um, it's made to let the seed of the tree land just on the right spot to become a new little tree, not mm. too far from the mother tree, not too far away, not too close to the mother tree. So it's an ingenious multiplicator machine, <laughs> I could mm. say. Yeah. <laughs> and I connect it with the great transformation because I hope that the great transformation will also be an ingenious multiplicator machine. That's why I brought this yeah, 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 yeah. little object with me. Lovely. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. It's okay. a, it also uh, inspires. Uh, maybe we can make a new logo uh, ah, okay. for, the, <laughs> for the, the great transformation. Every, yeah, yeah. every month a new, uh, okay. a new logo. No, great uh, as an example. So this, this idea of connecting very different local coalitions, if I translate what you say, uh, and making sure that they're, they're sufficiently connected to their local environment, but also mm. interconnected and form a bigger uh, forest is actually what you're uh, what you're seeing in there. Yes. Mm. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's also uh, uh yeah, spread the news inspire yeah. uh, uh set up new coalitions yeah. it's also that of course. Yeah. Uh, 
And you stress also the, the capacity, I think. Uh, yeah. you, you highlighted this also in the conversations over the past year that yeah, it's not evident if you're in one entity, be it a private entity, but also the government entity, to, to learn the capacity to, yeah, to work with all these local and different stakeholders, to talk the language, to understand, well, even if they all talk Dutch or French or English or other languages, it's even difficult to understand uh, each other uh, yeah. sometimes. Uh, I think maybe that's also interesting to connect to, uh, to one of the operations that the, the Great Transformation is testing uh, at the moment. This is the image of a, an energy walk in the uh, northern district yeah. um, in Brussels. It's, it's an attempt to yeah, f uh, organize mm. displacement, <laughs> you could say, take people out of their typical I am responsible for social housing and I am responsible uh, for this and I'm a local uh, initiator trying to actually, m you could say, move beyond or with the knowledge that we gather through the portraits and the films that you made, Mieke, uh, but also connect with the building of expertise. So it's a, we, we thought that, that walking and maybe mm. eventually cycling uh, from good example to good example, but also together uh, in new coalitions, would maybe be good for the cycling uh, uh, capacity in Belgium uh, and the walking capacity in Belgium, but mm. maybe especially also for, for the transformation. Uh, so that's mm. I think it's a, it's a crucial role, this learning, yeah. the great transformation as a learning of capacities, sharing of insights. That's something we will have to test the coming months and years and also the coming weeks because we mm. will have new uh, uh, conversations to, to, to make the next step. Um, Kun, did you, did you also bring uh, something? <laughs> I have two glasses. You have two glasses. So, uh, water. Uh, so may maybe for several reasons. First of all, I want to be the great transformation like this. Transparent, something, something we need, something we enjoy. Uh, but also, if it needs to be very hard. <laughs> and very convincing. I also, th also think uh, water is something we can do ourselves. Uh, many companies have in their buildings these sip uh, wells or big plastic uh, tons of water mm -hmm. or uh, bottles. Uh, ma many homes have it. But of course, tap water is in every house. We don't need all the plastic. We don't need all the trucks on the road with the water running back and forth with mainly air and glass and a bit of water. What if we would have taps in every home that's filled to the water and in every company? And maybe even uh, put some uh, syrups on top that you can make lemonade, lemonade out of it. So th there are a few companies doing this. If, if you do this on a big scale, it makes a huge difference in terms of uh, water usage and also in terms of uh, use of the road and, and uh, basically queues. But also think about city agriculture. I think of a city as a very big, extremely inefficient machine. It has fertilizer on a massive scale. It has heat on a massive scale. It has water, rainwater on a massive scale. And we throw it all away. At the moment in Belgium, things like strawberries are not mainly grown on fields. They're mainly grown in hydro hydroculture. And that's an industrial building mostly, usually uh, somewhere in an agricultural area, <laughs> where they basically pump water out of the, uh, the, the ground from very deep. Mm. But why don't we put this in cities? Why don't we have vegetables and, and fruits like this and herbs in cities? It sounds strange, but the cities have all the rainwater you want. They have the heat you want. They have the fertilizer you want. So I can imagine in some distant future that part of the agriculture we do, we have in cities mm -hmm. using a lot less water, a lot less heat, and making it better also for the agricultural zones because they will have less pressure on them. So 
water has so many possibilities. And that's why I took a glass you of water. You took two glasses <laughs> of water. Yes. That's and you brought one <laughs> especially from Ghent, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. This is the one I drink here. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Not the Ghent one. Uh, great. Um, it's, uh, it's something to pick up further because, it, in fact, it, you can connect it to the, <coughs> the movie we just, uh, the little portrait we just showed. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. It, it's climate adaptation in cities requires us to, yeah, to break open and to make climate streets one of the, the programs but uh, the, the if I may uh, interject, on? I even imagine this uh, uh, in some cases on industrial scale. You, you, you could re-engineer the infrastructure, collecting yeah. rainwater not only in towns, but on industrial scale, and having city agriculture on a large mm. scale. Uh, yes. Uh, you can and, 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 and I think it needs to be complementary. You need to do both. You cannot feed everybody with just small gardens. But even the intensive part can be improved massively. Mm -hmm. And you can have boats. Sorry to interject. But no, yeah. clear. Uh, Mieke, you, uh, you told I me... I had a movie, yeah. You and had a movie? And my quote... That you made a movie. I made a movie. Uh, that's my, my scripture that I <laughs> use for the research. <laughs> and there's a quote in it uh, that I got from Esther Perel, the psychotherapist, and I love it. It's what I do. Tell stories, not theories. Talk about people, not cases. And that's like what I do every day and what I do mm. for you, not telling the, theory, the theories, but the stories of the people. And it's so nice to see that it helps you to do all of architecture workroom to use it and yeah. a great transformation to use it and to give imagination to your project. Yeah. So voila. Great. Floris, I, I would like to come to you around the subject that, of course, for us is mm -hmm. crucial, but for, for economists, is, yeah, you talk about the imagination, but for us, design is a... Uh, I think I'm, I'm an architect. Yeah. Floris is an architect, uh, at least by education. He really built some things. <laughs> um, um, the, the, the question of, of design, of uh, also changing the culture through design, mm -hmm. bringing people about you, uh, uh, with you in the, in the change. Could you maybe try to explain what the, what the role is of, of design architecture, how you also saw it, because you worked on food transition, but with designers, you worked uh, on... What, what is that capacity? I think it's the architecture way of thinking that you can also, also implement beyond the realm of architecture itself. Mm -hmm. It's creativeness, it is combining seemingly impossible uh, conditions in order to find an answer. And, uh, but it's creativity above all and fun of doing it. And um, uh, Grite showed something of the offspring. Eh? Every new yeah. generation finds new ways. Uh, um, I'm also a teacher. Eh? I, um, I, I have a lectureship at the, the Academy of Architecture in Amsterdam. And uh, my lectureship, I, I brought, uh, brought this book. I called my lectureship uh, the Tabula Scripta, which is the opposite of the Tabula Rasa, which <coughs> architects normally work with, eh? erase it. and make your own dream and tabla script uh, I, I worked with my students on um, rewriting architecture not erasing it but reimagining what can we do with the existing because in the end that is a very sustainable thing and uh, we made a beautiful book uh, interviewing also artists and uh, also psychiatrists mm. and everybody who is thinking about the world and what you see in the end it's it's uh, changes about culture and um, to my surprise, uh, this, this young generation is very interested in rewriting and redoing things and, and not erasing it, but uh, adding layers, uh, changing things, transformations. And so I see a kind of new, new 
culturalizing. We have the new generation is aware of that things are changing and needs a different mm -hmm. way. And uh, we called it uh, 10 plus one actions. Uh, and, and the plus one action is uh, abstain, not abstain. to act. And um, we find that in so many mm -hmm. cases, uh, yeah. we always feel the urge to change things and to act and to start to work and sometimes to step back and, and say, smart. What's wrong with this building? Nothing is wrong. Eh? So, so why not work in it as is? Eh? And in the end, um, that is, I think, the we way the way we start to, to rethink. And it, it's about culture. It's mm -hmm. about what makes us humans. And um, I love to to work on that. And I think, um, in that sense, uh, mm -hmm. this change it's difficult. People are f f afraid of it. But once they start to see what it means, what it can be, uh, and and we need all the creativity we have, we need all the scientists mm -hmm. we have, we need the best politicians we have, we need all the best that we have in us, but you can do it, and it will be so great if... But it requires an incredible change also in the, in the spatial practices, architecture, urbanism, landscape architecture, yeah. because what you're talking about, the tabula scripta, is also repositioning radically, eh, if we talk about climate streets, mm. yeah, the design of streets, in exceptional streets, the shopping streets, we would maybe design. But the normal streets, no. it's it's something that we it's don't design. It's about an awareness of blindness. Eh? And the awareness of blindness, blindness only comes when you start collaborating with other disciplines. And that, that is, I think, the key of uh, what the next decade will be about. Eh? So you think there's also a, a kind of educational project that uh, of, of br making environments where architects are not only talking about architecture, but actually with these other disciplines, yeah. exploring what their role could be while no, learning what their role Exactly, and I think architects, designers, but also scientists, they are the specialists in change. They know what change is about. They need they know how to work with it. And so they can take a, 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 a guiding role to, to show what is possible. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said, the, 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 this urge, this need, this necessity to collaborate, it's, it's good news. It makes our society stronger. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very clear. Uh, a very clear program also. Let's say mm. the, the great transformation is also something we are yeah, exploring also with, with, uh, with educational parties. There's many academics, people teaching uh, in the group of people uh, uh, around it, mm. next to people practicing. Uh, so it's not only about theories, it's also uh, about a platform for, for concrete practices. But I think this is a a great opportunity to really reflect on, on yeah, displacing also the, mm. the archi architecture practice and, and reinserting it to a certain extent or enabling it also to, to play no, its role. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, like um, in the Netherlands, uh, the coming decade, we need to build one million extra homes. And uh, it's a big, a big thing. And um, I'm trying to convince the government, but also, also the building parties, do not build them in the open fields in concrete. Uh, that is... The, that time is over. Mm -hmm. We don't need to work. We need to grow inside our cities, and we need to grow with uh, bio-based materials. And um, what we are showing them that in the end uh, it can be done cheaper. It can be mm -hmm. done much more sustainable. And in the Netherlands we have eight million existing homes. So if we densify our neighborhoods by 10, 15 percent, mm -hmm. which is easy to do, we can have other building typologies, other dwellings, uh, more sustainable, better social. Uh, conditions, because loneliness is one of the main themes in our neighborhoods uh, to work Clear. on. And y you can combine these things. Eh? And in the end, that will be so much more economical than continuing the normal processes. Yeah. So the tabula scripta also 
really enables you to do one thing, but also have a spillover effect on other exactly. things. Yeah, yeah. Instead of building the next problem uh, next to the existing uh, problem. I, I think you, you gave an example. You said two things. You, you expressed hope, uh, Floris, but you also said it's very difficult for politics, and I think you especially meant national politics because mm. you were more hopeful about the connections that could be made locally. Um, um, how do you how do you see that? Because I, I'm, I will also pass the the, the microphone uh, uh, to Kun, who, mm. who is yeah, who is actually also involved in thinking about the recovery, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the economic recovery. Because what you just said is one million homes to build them in a different way requires an industry, a complete building industry, to make a leap to another model in a yeah. very short time. How how do we accommodate uh, that? I'm very curious how. Now again, uh, we're working on the local scale. With several cities now, we're doing yeah. real-life projects. Uh, but I'm also talking to, to Europe now for the new European Bauhaus to mm -hmm. see whether we combine European money with local uh, needs. And uh, So I love also to work with politics and to try to convince them, uh, okay, but uh, talk to talk, walk to walk. Huh? Uh, do what you say you want to do. Huh? And, um, and often you see that politics uh, also, they if you... Um, convince them mm -hmm. good enough, they are willing to move. It's, it's, it takes two hands, but uh, you can do it. It takes uh, two hands, yeah, yeah. Yeah. very clear. So Kuhn has two hands. Um, <laughs> one of the things that um, uh, will, uh, in the beginning of the Great Transformation, you told us you were going on a sabbatical so that you would mm -hmm. be much less available. And then we read in the newspaper that you just uh, also were ready to pick up a role in the yes. transformation fund. Um, yes, um, from September on. From uh, September on, yes, ah, yes, yes. post-sabbatical. <laughs> um, no, my sabbatical, it's a beautiful failure, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting combination, eh, because what we discussed, you, you also described the hope, the necessity to, to actually short-circuit, eh, so lo local capacities, the local desire to change with, with frameworks and that enable. Um, the recovery, if you look at the recovery plan in Belgium and also the Green Deal from farm to fork, the energy transition goals, yeah, the, the framework at the, at the, on the highest level is there and the energy on the lowest level is mm -hmm. there. It needs to grow, capacities needs to grow and be built. But how do we short circuit that? Is, is the, the recovery an instrument, you think, and yeah. how could that work? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think the recovery is definitely, as I said before, we, we should drop the whole idea of... Uh, of just a recovery, and we should think of it as a, yeah. an investment revolution. Mm -hmm. so investment revolution. Yes, an investment revolution, not just an investment, an investment revolution. Uh, we're gonna spend a shitload of money, we are spending a shitload of money, nev uh, never before in the last 50 years. I apologize for that word. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's the uh, exact accurate description. It's a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> uh, and uh, basically what I'm saying is, instead of just throwing it randomly in a business as usual scenario, Let's use this to send the money in a direction we, we all know is needed, in the direction of a transformation. And let's use all the wheels of the government to make all decisions more sustainable. The government spends so much money every year next to this in needed investment revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, if we could use all this money, uh, for example, all the public procurement that the government does, if they would say as a basic rule, we're going to put there not the price first, but sustainability first. Uh, mm. if, uh, if I'm a local government... Little change, big effect, you say. Yeah, but what you do by this, for example, if I'm a government and I need, for example, a public procurement for lights, you could say, no, I'm going to buy the lamps and the electricity, I'm going to buy lighting as a service. 
And then some companies that already exist, some company will make that business model and then provide it to others. And then you will have better lamps that use less electricity because it makes sense for that company. Uh, why not have hours of cooling instead of refrigerators? Why not have meters of, uh, of covering of the ground instead of buying carpets and floors? And so, so we don't do it because nobody has the business model. It's a different way of working. If the government would say, okay, I buy a lot of stuff, but I'm only gonna buy it on these conditions. Do it. And firms will have to compete on that conditions. Then they will make the business models, organize the financing, and then once it's there, well, oh, why don't we sell it to everybody, basically? Because once it's there, you're gonna see it's gonna work. It's, go it's a new system that is better once it's there. So you need to get over that, that mm -hmm. little hill, and once it's there, you see, oh, it actually it's better. So, so that's where we need to go, I think. And, and if you look at the at the yeah the government, Belgian government, Flemish mm -hmm. government, Brussels government. Uh, mm -hmm. there's a, there's it's a rich collection oh, of governments. So <laughs> we have a weird collection of governments. That's yes, that's yeah. 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 we understand, but it's not so different <laughs> at the same yeah. time yeah. because you're the you have a, you have waterschappen, eh? so the, yeah. the the water governance uh, system in between, which is much stronger. So in fact, you also have an extra government <laughs> layer. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, but but I, I was going to ask you the if you look at them the, the debates that are ongoing now, they're still structured, you could say, mm -hmm. around the, um, the more typical, uh, the historically, uh, the defense of, of the more uh, social principles, the more uh, liberal, you're, you're crisscrossing, you're, you're crossing yes. through yes. that. Yes. Is, is there an uh, openness? Uh, 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 uh yeah, I, 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 think, I think in many ways you see that, that uh, opinions are changing. Opinions are changing at the corporate level. Mm -hmm. Some very big players are starting to see, hey, Circularity is not a threat, it's an opportunity. So for example, look at what happens at the uh, metal steel in Ghent, mm -hmm. where now they have this project, they're gonna, with windmills, break the water down in, uh, uh, how do you call this, uh, water stuff? This, uh, hi hydrogen. Hydrogen, hydrogen and, uh, and oxygen. They're gonna send the oxygen to the uh, ovens, where they the mills where they burn mm -hmm. the steel to improve the burning. They're gonna catch the, the carbon, send the carbon back to the hydrogen and make ethanol. And it is, uh, with this methanol, th then they can have this as a basis for all kinds of chemical processes. The steel becomes carbon free. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the mill works better with the oxygen. It's made with green energy and the carbon is reused for some other process. It's circular. The whole idea of carbon is that it's waste, but a waste is a good molecule at the wrong time, at the wrong place. It's just a badly designed mm -hmm. process. And corporate companies start to see, hey, if we redesign mm -hmm. these processes with different companies together, the system as a whole, it's actually cheaper. Mm -hmm. It's the only better for the environment, it's cheaper, it's more economical. That makes all kinds of sense. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a, a big thing, and you see systems are changing, and governments are driving in that direction. Another example is, for example, electric mobility. It's clear for a long time that as a system, if everybody would do it, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. But how do you get there? At first, the, the governments had... So uh, you believe it will work, so that, that there are... Yes, you could yes. Say, uh, but there will be resistance. So, so with electric cars, they, ch they changed the, the emission norms, and then first you had the diesel scandal. The companies first decide, let's just cheat, right, mm. basically. There's new norms, let's pretend they don't exist and cheat. And then they got burned. And now you see that they're taking the front seat and, they, they're, and they're going fast on the government. Governments say, oh, we have to follow now. And, and, and that's, so th but mm. these things take time. Uh, 
we can work and decide very quickly, but the wheels of governments are slow. They're so slow, frustratingly slow, but they are steady. Which that is necessary to also turn, frame the transition. Yes, and, and, and if there's one thing I'm sometimes frustrated uh, about with the Belgian government is the lack of steadiness. Mm. They make a framework and they change it again and they go back and forth. And that's very bad. If you want to change people's behavior, you need to make a clear direction. This is, look, we, we talk, we agree, we go there. Within 10 years, but then you don't say after two years, oh, uh, yeah. uh, actually there, oh, uh, actually there. That's very confusing for investors and people and citizens. Th then everybody says, People can't ah, restructure themselves. Yes, it's, it's what Grit mm, also mentioned, mm, you yes. could say. Yeah. Then, then people become angry and, and afraid and, and cynical. You, you need to make a framework. It's fine that it's slow, I as long as it is steady. Mm, and so in the right direction. Yes, <laughs> in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So, clear. so, so that, that's what we need. That's why we need to talk to the government. Please make the study clear framework. Give it to us. Uh, uh, in energy, in water, in agriculture, we need we need to study frameworks. Last uh, element I would like to bring in is, uh, um, in fact, uh, we started uh, this operation with COVID. At a certain moment, we we wrote uh, uh, a letter but not as many of the letters that were written to the newspapers to add uh, a claim to the COVID uh, debate. In fact, we said, um, yeah, th this moment is actually uh, opening up many of the opportunities. Their guarantees are given to more fragile and risky investments. Um, uh, the government ha is investing. So this is a moment where we're no longer talking only about the, the challenges we already face, the health crisis. Eh? Uh, Mazzucato names three crises we ha already had, the health crisis, the social crisis, uh, and the climate uh, crisis, the ecological crisis. She forgets the biodiversity uh, challenge. But at the same time, suddenly adding on top of that the e economic crisis means that we can actually yeah, look in a, in a certain uh, direction. And I think this, this, the start of this with COVID and, and opening up a space and seeing that everybody wants to actually join forces is, is one step. We say we need an investment. But the second step from the perspective that is also recognizable in the new European Bauhaus is to say, it's not only about what we decide we want to do, it's not only about making plans and decisions and intentions, it's also about structuring the transformation on the ground. The new European Bauhaus is trying to say, how will the Green Deal land? Um, what mm -hmm. you're saying is the, the recovery is also about real transformation. How, how come is this, is this a moment when we are no longer talking about paper intentions, but also, also understanding or collectively understanding that the, the capacity to do it yeah. is the essential capacity we need to accelerate? Mm -hmm. Because that's a big change mm -hmm. in our conversations. Eh? Mm -hmm. yes. we, we tended to disagree about how green we should be. Mm -hmm. Now we're, we are in a way saying, continue that conversation, please, but we will start doing things. And by doing it, we will maybe be able to decide how, how fast we will be green. Yeah, yeah I think, I think you, start, you have to start doing it. And I think people are ready. Minds have changed a lot mm -hmm. the last 10 years. People mm -hmm. are ready. Companies are ready, governments are starting to be ready, and most importantly, technologies are starting to be ready to imagine this new system. And it comes all so I think we really have a moment that you have once in every 70 years. 70 years, you yes. Said every that. 70 mm. years, the, the, the world system kind mm. of changes. And the last one we had was after World War II, with, with the international system, Bretton Woods, globalization, that oil mm. base, that system. And every 70 years, you have these big waves of massive, and, and this, is the, this is the time, I think. This is the time. The technologies are there. We, we, we see it could work. Uh, we are afraid of it, 
but we understand it will work. And, mm -hmm. and, and people, more and more people are starting to see, yes, uh, it's a risk, but uh, look, uh, we want to save the planet. I have children, I have grandchildren. Yeah. Governments start to see, look, uh, more and more people want this. Mm -hmm. So uh, politically, it becomes interesting. And more and more companies understand it and see, I, I want, it's not, I don't do this because the government tells me to do it. I want the government to give a direction and framework, but I, in the end, I do it because I want it. Mm -hmm. I uh, want yeah, it. I think uh, mm -hmm. governments should tell what they want, but the companies should tell how it can be done. And if you see how fast the, the prices for energy, solar energy, wind energy are dropping at the moment, mm -hmm. once the, the, the enterprises are on that track, it's going really fast. Uh, yeah. And mm. the, uh, yeah, hopeful it gives hope. Kwit? Yes, of course. B but mm. I think we need also other competences competences to bind, to, to bring people together, to bind uh, different goals together, so that that needs uh, another capacity of the government, but mm -hmm. perhaps also uh, of the uh, nature conservation organizations. You Architects, you we just said. Architects, uh, you no, need uh, binding no. factors and binding people. Uh, other skills, yeah. Mm -hmm. More holistic skills, more... more uh, yeah, people who ca can think in an integrated approach yeah. and can bring uh, people together to uh, to yeah take some actions in a co coherent basically a systemic approach. <laughs> yes. That's why you want. Uh, yeah, it's a business. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Change the system together. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I think also what you you when we had a conversation about this conversation, the pre-conversation. <laughs> at a certain <laughs> moment, said yeah, I was talking about people's lives, their daily environments, but I I had never been so so uh, attentive for their living environment. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was something that I never was attentive for, mm. for how mm. people live, who for buildings, how they are built, if they are open or not, mm. how you can connect people. Um, by the way, you organize a street, a park, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. a house. So that's also very important, yeah. but that's your mm. job. The crucial, uh, <laughs> the crucial layer oh, of it. You solve it now. You solve it now. To, to <laughs> document it, huh? yes. to make it visible, huh? yeah. to, to, to tell and the story. And what people yeah. need and what people want, yeah. because that's yeah, in different mm. neighborhoods and yeah. Yeah. different things. So that's also something that we have to listen, because that's another example: the goodwill of Ghent to change and ontharding and yeah. in Brussels mm. also in Scherbeek. Yeah. And then they start with a square and there's some green and people are not happy with it because they wanted the square at the other side uh, because they wanted the children mm -hmm. to play there mm. and they want the green on that side. And it's like, yeah, you just had to listen and then they will listen tell first it. and then, yeah, uh, and then act, act together. Mm. But I have a question for Griet, maybe a stupid question. I wonder because we are talking here about how can we change things, but what Grit is doing is she's like a bridge between the government and the people who want mm. action. Does that also exist in other um, mm. fields? Like Good question. Good question. I, I think <laughs> it, uh. it does exist also in other fields. But I, I think in uh, the open space platform, we were mm -hmm. one of the first to, to, to think about how we could do it in a more structured, uh, structural way. Mm. Um, not only within one project, but within a program of a lot of 
bundle uh, lot of, of projects. Yeah. 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 Yes, that was the big step we, we made in the program uh, approach. And that works very well because um, yeah, all the, all the coalitions we are working with, they are working, they are working, we, we are supporting them. And they learn a lot from each other. So there is a, a learning condition in a learning environment between the coalitions, and that's very important. Mm -hmm. So it's structured, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. more programmatic, yeah. But I think it's, it's, an, it's a good question, because I think it's also what you were pleading for, eh? more of this capacity to, to, on the one hand, engage with this in these types of collaborations and, and not be deaf because it's another language yeah. and another yeah. priority, or, uh, and on the other hand, more necessity for yeah, platforms, mm -hmm. environments, brokering capacities, and I think that's, yeah, that's a, a nice conclusion also for, uh, and also a nice, you could say, uh, mission that you are giving as a table, uh, uh, one of the many missions you're giving at the table, mm -hmm. but as the great transformation, as a collective uh, endeavor, you're actually only giving it to yourself, and that's uh, <laughs> um, the nice part of, uh, uh, of this uh, enterprise. I, I would like to thank you all, uh, Mieke, Kuhn, Griet and Floris. It was a, a really it, an, an adding up conversation. I had to intervene in the, in the middle because it was going too well. You were, uh, <laughs> you were in a collective enigma yeah. that everything would go by itself. I'm no, happy no, that no, we uh, were defining then that there's also really work uh, to oh be done. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. also it's quite clear that everybody is from his and her point of view yeah, engaged in this uh, work. This was the first um, of a series of four um, great transformation sessions. Um, the first one was actually the launch of the first iteration of an online platform. That, that platform is an, a kind of infrastructure, you could say, that can be used by different stakeholders, entrepreneurial governments, local, not local, entrepreneurial economists, uh, we're not talking about Kuhn, um, <laughs> entrepreneurial... You would uh, be surprised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurial uh, architects, local initiators, who actually want to say, uh, we need an environment where we can test such new types of collaborations. That's why the infrastructure, uh, the online infrastructure, the walks as a system is being built, and it can be used by uh, several actors. Several tracks are being tested at the moment by, by one of the, uh, several of the initiators uh, of the Great Transformation. And that's also what we will see in the next two weeks. Um, next week, um, on the 27th of May, we will focus on food parks. We see that yeah, there's a difficulty to make space for uh, healthy food production because the access to land is difficult. We have uh, land speculation, land purchasing. So where do we make coalitions between land owners and land users? That's what we will be focusing on to produce more food parks. How many by 2030 is to be defined? Um, but can we accelerate uh, this? There's a readiness, uh, you could say, but can we make this framework? Um, uh, energy districts, Kuhn talked about it uh, earlier on, on the 3rd of June, we will have a second conversation. And also the web platform. Uh, on each of these dates, the web platform will open with new movies, uh, new portraits that uh, Mika made, uh, a new collection of, uh, of exemplary projects, of cases, uh, and a hypothesis of where, how we could move further uh, together based on the work that has been done over the past uh, year. And we will end with something that Floris has already uh, mentioned uh, in his explanation towards a new European practice. Uh, the Great Transformation has al is also part of the new European Bauhaus. It's the initiative is recognized, you could say, as a partner of the new European Bauhaus. And we will also try to exchange with very different stakeholders on yeah, what this European practice uh, could be. It's a practice of change, a practice of transformation that is not about 
beautiful spaces only, but it is about how do we implement, how do we make sure that these big challenges can land in our streets, neighborhoods, landscapes, uh, working environments, uh, and so on. And what can Europe do? What can Europe do to, to build that capacity with different uh, disciplines? Thank you very much to the four of you. I'm very happy that we, it worked out to move from a single street to the globe and back and stopping in between at national and other governments, technological advancements. So I think we did, we covered quite a lot of terrain, which is also the danger of these types of conversations. I hope at home it was digestible. We started with an indigestible lasagna of many challenges and we tried to uh, turn things digestible and also see the connections. This sketch of these connections and the conviction that these connections can actually be made is actually what provoked the great transformation. I'd like to thank everybody in the past year, you saw some images of those and on the website they're mentioned, uh, that contributed in the reflection on what would be necessary, eh, what would be good as an ex experimental workspace um, over the past year. We thank also the different governments, eh, from the Netherlands government to the Flemish government, the Brussels mm -hmm. authorities, um, that made this uh, uh, possible, uh, the work until now, and it depends now on the mobilization uh, uh, until the 10th of June, we will be able to continue working. And we see that the drive is, uh, is coming and then it also needs to prove itself. And that's what we will experience uh, together. And it will also work uh, thanks to uh, all of you. More films will be added, more knowledge uh, and, and, and examples will be and added. And we hope that it also uh, nurtures uh, the conversation. Thanks again. Hope you have a good evening. Uh, you had a good evening and I wish you the rest of a great uh, evening. Thanks for watching the great transformation session number one.